Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. It's the podcast with you in mind. I hope you're having a great week. By the time this podcast comes out, CJ and I will be at Nationals in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it is my first trip to Nationals. I believe CJ's as well, and we're looking forward to having the experience of USA Pickleball Nationals for the first time. Uh, we're a little bit sad that it's not an Indian Wells because I, for one, as a former tennis player, was really looking forward to uh, checking out the Indian Wells facility. I've uh, seen the tournaments there for years, and uh, but that's not to be the case. So we are going to go down to Dallas, Texas and participate in the Nationals there. We're getting together with several members of our Better Pickleball team. We're looking forward to that. And then next week, uh, we have two camps in Dallas, Texas. You've heard me talking about them, and we're really looking forward to meeting with the campers and going going over pickleball, right? Teaching pickleball, and we know when players come to camp, they're excited about learning and growing, and we're excited to be able to teach uh, the campers there. So we're really looking forward to that. As I get ready to play at Nationals, I'm playing on Friday and Sunday in two senior pro events in men's and in mix. I wanted to share with you some thoughts on basically how you prepare for not tournament play specifically, but just your day at Pickleball. And so today what I want to do is talk to you about three phases, about approaching your your Pickleball experience, your day of Pickleball in three different phases, each one with its own purpose and each one helping you have the, get the most out of, out of your day. And then in the riff, I'm going to continue the conversation from last week. Last week we talked about why do some players, um, why do players give advice, right? Maybe get into the head of the player giving advice some. And uh, that seemed to touch a chord. I got a lot of feedback. Uh, we got a lot of feedback from that uh, episode, including some internal conversations that we had about that thought process about why why folks, uh, players give advice in Pickleball. Then today we're going to switch to the other the other side. We're going to look at us when we receive advice and perhaps some thoughts there on, uh, not perhaps, we're going to talk about some thoughts about how to deal with advice coming your way. Uh, as we dive into the podcast, um, I'm excited to let you know that we're having some, uh, uh, we're having a Black Friday thing coming up here where we're going to be um, announcing two different courses that you can sign up for in at our academy. They're going to be really good courses, 90-minute courses, and Black Friday, they'll be a special for you. So try and sign up for them during Black Friday because you'll get the best deal uh, to sign up for those courses. So be on the lookout for that. If you're on our email list, you'll get notified through email as well. All right, let's jump into the three phases of how you can prepare for, play, and then have your 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 debrief afterwards. So think about it in terms of pre-play, right? So the, the phase before you, before you step out onto the court the phase while you're playing the game and then the phase after you play the game. And I think if you, if you take those three phases of your pickleball experience and you take each one of them independent from the other and build your habits through that process of looking at through three phases, it'll really help you get the most out of your day. Let's start with the pre play phase, right? So the getting ready to play. There's a couple of, a couple of concepts there that I think are really helpful. One is there's a concept called visualization or a, a, a practice or a technique you can use called visualization. And that involves visualizing how you want your day to go. And you can be very specific here. Um, you know, let's say you have a shot that you've been working on or, or an area of the game that you've been really focusing on and working on. And it's an area that maybe uh, has given you some trouble, right? That's why you're working on it. And so, you use a visualization technique to visualize how you want that to look that day, you know, how you want that to be during your play. And what you're doing is you're providing your brain a clear instruction. 
a big, big picture instruction, right? Of how you want your day to go in that particular shot. Let's take, for example, a dink. Just take a dink one shot. So say you have trouble with your backhand dink, which is pretty common for a lot of players. And you've been working on your backhand dink, so you have a little more confidence on your dink in, in terms of how it works. What you want to do is visualize that before you hit the first shot. Give your brain a clear picture of what this shot looks like for you, what you want it to look like for you, uh, and how you want to feel as you hit the shot. Nice, calm body, right? Early preparation as early as you can. Body under control as you hit the shot. Nice finish on the on the shot and then recovering back to, to get ready for the next shot. By providing your brain that pre-play planning, right? That visualization before you get on the court, it primes your supercomputer, right? Your brain being your supercomputer. It primes your computer to know exactly what it is that you want it to do when you're out on the court. That way, when you hit your first stink, it's not you're you're not trying to tell your brain, okay, here's what I want you to do now. You've already pre-programmed it before you step out on the court. It's a really powerful technique you can use to play your best that day. Another thing that you can do before you step out on the court is to gain perspective before you head out there, right? Is to remind yourself of why you're heading out there, of the positives that you're going to experience that day. Um, we it sounds like the term I think is called log rolling, which is when you promote your own thing on your own thing, right? Uh, so a little bit of log rolling here. You know, we're, we are big fans of this podcast, Pickleball Therapy. Listen to it on your way to the courts. You know, get ready to play by listening to a podcast uh, that you know your favorite podcast or two of your drive is long. Uh, you know, bowl of ice cream is a good one. We we've done several that are bookmarked to get you ready to play that day. Those will help you calm your mind and get you ready to have the best time on the pickleball court that day and to play your best. So spending a little bit of time before you step out onto the court will pay dividends when you actually get out there before, you know, as you hit the ball. But before you hit the ball, get ready. will pay dividends with the first ball you hit and every ball you hit that day. The second phase is play. And that's the one that you're most familiar with, right? That's just, you know, how can I get the most out of my play as I'm out on the court? There's two things that I want to give you here. One is while you're in the middle of a rally, right? While you're in the middle of heat of battle, if you will, focus is key, right? And one technique you can use is to really focus on not just the ball, but try and pick up the holes on the ball as the ball's coming your way. See which, see if you can, if you can pick up which way they're moving. Are they spinning towards you to the side? Are they neutral? You know, kind of coming flat towards you. The better you can do that. The, the better you'll you'll focus on the actual ball. And at the end of the day, the reason that we're standing on the court is to do our best with hitting the ball over the net to a spot that we want it, want it to go to. And a step in that direction and focus is really picking up the ball as best you can. Another technique you can use to improve your focus is you can use a counter. So think of it like a metronome for, for musicians where you have like this one two, one, two on a metronome, and it helps a musician perform better. If that works better for you, you can use that technique when you're playing. And what you're going to do is you can think about it in terms of numbers. You can go one, two, one, two, or you can think of it in terms of the activity. So it could be like bounce, hit, bounce, hit. Those are techniques you can use that will really bring you into the moment. You know, there's that concept of being in the now, being in the moment. Those techniques will help you be in the moment as you uh, are playing and as you're hitting shots. So use that technique. Then the other thing you want to do is between rallies, you want to switch gears a little bit and you want to you want to use what we're calling a medium lens. So while you're playing, while you're hitting the ball, think about that as a micro lens where you're really focused on the on what's happening. 
after the rally, you can take a medium lens, which is you step back and you, and you, if you want to, you can evaluate what happened in the rally. Did you, you know, is there a better place to hit the ball? Maybe do that the next time. If you're feeling anxious or you're feeling like things are getting really fast, do a little breathing, right? Take the paddle out of your playing hand, relax the arm, take a deep breath in, push out twice with your breath and you'll feel more relaxed, but, but set yourself between rallies so that you're ready and you're, and you're crisp for the next rally. So those are two things you can do while you're playing in the second phase. And then in the third phase, which is the post-play or the debrief phase, the key there is the most important thing at this stage is to switch your lens. So we've talked about the micro lens and we've talked about the, the medium lens, right? The kind of th- looking at the game that's happening, not just the shot you're hitting. The macro lens is really stepping back, right? And so while you're playing, when you're really when you're looking at the holes on the ball, when you're when you're doing the one two or the bounce hit, you're literally like in the trees. You're staring at it at the tree. You're looking at the bark on a tree. You're so immersed in the forest, and that's good while you're playing, right? That's you need to be very focused on the details of what are what's happening while you're playing. When you're done playing, you need to zoom out, zoom away from that experience, and look at the forest. If you stay lost in the trees after you're playing, a lot of times what will happen is your brain will take you to places that you don't want to go. You'll be focusing on the shot you missed or the pop-up here or something silly that happened that you know just bothered you at the time. Um, that really, at the end of the day, big picture probably is not going to amount to much. But if you let your brain um, ponder or, 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 or linger, if you, if you allow your brain to linger on the bark or on a tree... It can the tree can grow bigger than the forest that you're that you played in that day. Pull back, change your lens from that micro or medium lens to a macro lens, and regain your perspective. Why did you go to the courts that day? Did you get that? Did you get your bowl of ice cream? If you haven't heard bowl of ice cream, highly recommend you check out that episode. You can search through the episodes. I believe it's episode eighty-five or eighty-seven or something like that. We were recently looking through them, so I have them on top of mind. But it's somewhere around there. You know, did you get your bowl of ice cream? If you play pickleball, hard to say you didn't get a bowl of ice cream. So change your lens to the macro lens. And if you're about improvement, if you're part of your pickleball relationship is, you know what, I want to improve as a player, then consider your day in terms of your improvement journey. What could I have done differently uh, or what, what could I do better, right? What could I go back home and work on between now and the next time I play or between now and the next couple of months? You know, it could be a shot, it could be a strategy, it could be an area that I'm that I'm not really sure what to do in. Whatever it is, take a couple of notes. That'll be your initial action plan, right? And then from there, you build uh, your next steps. Uh, as you know already, our flagship program is called the Pickleball System. It includes what you need in order to improve. Uh, so if you're into that and you really want to make a commitment to your game, uh, make sure you you're on the lookout for our next enrollment. Uh, our courses are not. Uh, you know, these are not videos that you purchase, like, you know, whenever you want, put them on a shelf somewhere. This is actually a course, like going to college. So they have, they have enrollment periods. So be looking, be on the lookout for that. It'll be sometime in the spring of 2024. Um, so those are three things that you can do to, to help your game, to, um, to focus yourself beforehand, to play your best during, and to regain your perspective after you're done playing. So hopefully those will help you. And this is a good example of a podcast that, you can bookmark so that you can come back to it in the future when you feel a little lost or maybe you're you're you've gone a little bit you know off course if you will 
um, you come back to this podcast, listen to it, recenter yourself on the three phases that'll really help you uh, not just play your best, but also have your best experience out on the pickleball court. Um, all right, the riff, we're going to talk about the uh, advice, uh, the advice situation. We're going to go to the other side of it. Before I do, I wanted to remind you that if you're looking uh, this uh, season for any kind of pickleball gear, our friends at Total Pickleball are really dedicated to pickleball. They, they've made a serious commitment to our sport. Uh, it's actually part of the company that uh, is was ten, or is Tennis Warehouse, which is one of the major suppliers of tennis equipment. I've used them for decades in the tennis world. Uh, and their, their, their pickleball site is called Total Pickleball. Uh, I'll put a link down in the show notes. Uh, but if you go to Total Pickleball, they'll treat you right and you get to support your favorite content creators. Um, there's no change in the price to you, but they do support our channel. So if you can use that link for your purchases, we would very much appreciate it as we go into the holiday season. Um, all right, let's talk about advice and let's go to the other side of it. In the last podcast, last the podcast last week, if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, check it out after this one. We talked about the the reasons why folks feel compelled to give advice and particularly why they give advice so confidently, even though oftentimes it is wrong. What I want to talk about this time is is the other side, which is us as receivers of advice, and talk a little bit about perhaps some of the some of what's going on there, and maybe give you some suggestions on how to protect yourself from advice that that could negatively impact your game. First, let's talk about why we receive the advice. I think this one's pretty simple to suss out, if you will. I, we receive the advice because we're um, social creatures and we want to be polite. Right, we want to be uh, polite, and we want to be—we um, don't want to be con- confrontational. So when someone comes up and they look very confident because they do, uh, they and they say this is how it is, then we'll say, "Oh, okay. Well, then maybe that's something that I should listen to because someone is telling me something very with authority, uh, and it appears that they know what they're talking about. So I will take their advice. What what I recommend is that you, you exercise your agency over your pickleball because whether the player giving you, I don't think the player giving you the advice doesn't mean to harm your game. Okay. I don't want to suggest that, but they give the advice oftentimes without really understanding the advice that they're giving and whether the advice is incorrect or incomplete, it can really hurt your pickleball experience. And this is not an isolated incident where, you know, it happens once in a while. It is common to have players whose games are either um, either halted, right? Their progress is halted, or they've actually regressed because of advice received from other players and sometimes from other content creators or even pros. Uh, and so, what we recommend is that you exercise agency over the information that you are receiving from anybody uh, about pickleball and. Again, the reason is because it is your pickleball experience. You're going to be the one who is going to be ultimately hindered or potentially uh, harmed by, in terms of your pickleball, or at least by this advice. And so the, the, use these steps. Number one is ask yourself what the source of the information is, right? Who, who is the source that this information is coming from? If it's someone who is knowledgeable and reputable about pickleball, then you, you maybe at least, maybe you will listen to it. 
As an example, I would suggest to you that if CJ Johnson or I say something about pickleball, even if it's contrary to what you've heard, that you be open to it, right? And at least, okay, let me, let me think about that. And then ask yourself, have they explained to me the why, satisfactorily explained to me the why of the thing they're saying? Because what we find oftentimes is that when you get advice at the courts, when you ask the why question, the follow-up question, the player cannot give you the why, at least not a why that makes any kind of sense that you say, okay, that, yeah, that, I see how that works. That is one of the reasons why CJ and I will always do our best to give you the why of the strategy or the technique or the concept that we're trying to communicate to you. We know that you're an intelligent, capable human being. Right? You've made it this far in life. You've done something or things in life to get you here. And so you're able to process information. So we want to explain to you uh, how the thing that we're telling you works so that you understand how it all plays together. And frankly, it's a much more, um, much more rewarding, much fuller experience if you have that kind of relationship with pickleball, because now you understand the game at a different level than most players out there, even frankly, the players who are offering this advice. So if it comes from a reputable source and it makes sense how it locks in or how it, how it works with the rest of the game, then perhaps you, you, uh, you, you keep considering the information, you keep, uh, um, keep it in the, in, in your periphery, right. Of what I'm thinking about, or at least in your vision. Uh, and then the, the next thing you ask, need to ask yourself is, is it right for me right now? Because not all information is right for all players at the same time. Uh, we just did a video uh, that's going to be, it'll, it'll be published by the time this podcast goes out. You can check it out at Into Pickle. It's about your third shot. And the one of the, the, the limitations, I think, of the third shot and how it's taught is that everyone gets taught the same third shot. But the reality is that if you're playing 3.0, 2.5, 3.5 rec games, or even or rec games, the th- third shot that you need in order to play a nice pickleball is not the same as the shot that a 5.0 or a pro player needs, but all, you know, basically all third shots are taught at the pro level, you know? So you need to ask yourself when, even if the information is correct and, and everything makes sense, is it right for me right now? Uh, and that's why, you know, of course, like the pickleball system, which I keep on repeating to you, uh, because I don't know of anything else out there that's even remotely close to this course. Uh, I'm not aware of any such course. I've never heard of any such course. It tells you exactly what you need in order. So it's like step one, step two, step three. If you're a step three, you stay there and you don't go to step four. Um, so if you're receiving advice out there, be polite, do what you got to do, right? Uh, but be mindful of exercising your agency over the information that you receive because at the end of the day, again, this is your pickleball journey, not the pickleball journey of the player giving you the advice. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Um, we're going to be at nationals, as I said, and then at the, uh, at camp. So we'll be in Dallas. If you're in Dallas, please, uh, come by and say hi to us at nationals. And, uh, as always have a great week and don't forget to rate and review us anywhere you listen to it and share it with your friends, because if you enjoy the podcast, they probably will too. I'm going to say it again. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.